The book of Psalms this morning will be in Psalms 116, Psalms 116, and we're going to look at the first half of the chapter this morning, and we'll look at the latter half of the chapter this evening, and see what God has for us today in His Word. This week I found myself uh, spending a lot of time in the book of Psalms, and when I got to the book of Psalms, the Lord just gave uh, some wonderful truths that we're going to talk about today that I know will be a help uh, to all of us, uh, Psalms chapter 116, and we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 9, uh, Psalms 116, verses 1 through 9. The Bible says, I love the Lord uh, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death can pass me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. We're going to look at these first nine verses of this chapter this morning, and there's some truths that are going to be a great help to us today. And I would encourage you to uh, pay close attention today. Uh, and as we, every time the Word of God is preached, every time you read the Bible, there are truths for today, but there are truths for tomorrow as well. And uh, there's some wonderful things here, but I want us to look in uh, verse number six. The Lord preserveth the simple. Notice these next two phrases. I was brought low, and he helped me. Uh, today I want to preach on this subject, help in low times. Help in low times. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that your word would be real to us today. <coughs> today. Uh, may the truths that uh, your word present to us today, may they help us, may they encourage us, may they challenge us. Uh, may some uh, determination be made today that there are some things that we're just going to make part of our life and uh, our reaction. And Father, I pray that your will would be done. Uh, Father, I pray once again that there's someone lost, someone without Christ, may they realize their need of salvation today. May they put their faith and trust in his finished work of Calvary. And we'll give you the honor for what you do today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We come to Psalms 116 this morning. Uh, it's very evident, and it doesn't take you long to understand, as David is the psalmist here, there's some things he's going to remind us of. We see in uh, verse number 6, we're reminded uh, that low times in life will come. Life is not just one mountaintop experience after another. I love the mountaintops, don't you? I love the, the, the things when life just seems to go well, uh, when, when, when things just everything just seems to come together. Uh, those are wonderful, wonderful times. We ought to rejoice in those and praise the Lord for those. Uh, but life, uh, low times in life will come. And as you read this, uh, this chapter, is, and I'm going to take time to do it because there's much to get to this morning, it is circumstances that bring you to those points. And that is just the way life is. Every time I read the book of Ecclesiastes, I'm reminded uh, that, that, you know, just, just the way this life is. Uh, not everything is, are things we like. There's, there's joys, there's sorrows. And if you live long enough, you're going to experience all of it. 
But aren't you thankful that God is uh, with you through every single thing you, you, you experience in life and no matter what those circumstances are? I'm often reminded, and I often remind us, that God never promises us all mountaintop experiences. He never promises all those things. But as we see, we are reminded, David reminds us that there in low times in life will come. And I would encourage you uh, to take note of these things this morning. I can think back to times in my life when I was much, much younger and even younger than I am now, I was much, much younger, and uh, I remember hearing preachers say, uh, you, need, you need to pay close attention to every message, because what you what you, if you don't need it now, you'll need it in the future, and that certainly is true. But not only does David remind us that circumstances will bring some low times, but David also reminds us that in those low times, he had a helper, and God is his helper. This morning, if you would say, Pastor, I'm in one of those low times of life. I'm telling you what David discovered and what Dave, God uses David to remind us today that when those low times come, he says, I was brought low and he helped me. I've discovered in my life, and I'm sure you have too, low times aren't quite as low when God's with you. And low times can turn around and be <clears throat> some of the best times of your life because of the help of God. He says, God is with me in those gods. God will help us in those low times. I've often said to you, I'll say it again, if I as your pastor could put, prevent certain things from your life, I would, but I can't. But what I can do is when you go through those things, I can point to a God that will help you. I can point to a God that's accessible. I can point to a God that will strengthen you. And so David gives us some things to look at, and we'll look a little closely in just a little closer in just a moment. But as he said, I was brought low, and he helped me. Now, how did David get that help in low times? By way of introduction, I want us to see how David got help in those low times, and this will help you, and this will help me as well. Look at verse number eight. For thou has delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Maybe, just in case there's somebody here this morning that says, I hear what you're saying, Pastor, in those low times, but I just don't know how God's helped me. I, if, he, if, he, if he really was going to help me, he'd keep me from having those low times. But that's not the way life works. And I, I'm in those low times, and, and even maybe you're here this morning and say, I believe God helps me. I believe he is a help to me. I just can't, I just can't determine how he's helping me. Well, David here gives us some insight that I think we can apply this morning. He says, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. What is he saying? He's saying, I have my salvation. Friend, no matter what you're going through this morning, if you're saved on your way to heaven, that's pretty good. Uh, the, the worst thing that's going to happen to you and I is we're going to heaven. But we ought to keep our eyes and our focus on this. <clears throat> Anything that we get on this side of eternity is just a bonus no matter how <clears throat> difficult those low times are of life, and we all have them, we all experience them. And if you can look back on your life and say, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Pastor. I have experienced them, <clears throat> and God got me through with that. Make a mental note, because if you live a little bit longer, you're going to have another low time in life. But let me remind you this morning uh, that he saves your soul from death. And if you're not saved this morning, let me encourage you to understand something, that God loves you so much that he sent his son to pay your sin debt. A debt you could never pay, except for all of eternity, suffering in that horrible place called hell. Because Jesus shed his blood, you can have salvation. And if you're saved this morning, aren't you 
thankful for salvation. Don't you rejoice in salvation? I've discovered in times uh, that I'm burdened, in times that, that I have difficulties, if I just think about the fact that, that, that I'm, just, I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven, uh, there's nothing that can change that, that's a pretty good deal right there. So he says, this, he, says he got his help in his troubled times because he knows that his soul is, 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 is saved from <clears throat> that eternal death. He says, uh, I was, for thou hast uh, delivered my soul from death, and you and I ought to be thankful for that. You know, much of life, much of the Christian life, much of avoiding bitterness, much of keeping uh, joy in your life is all looking at life from the right perspective. And David was a very good example of even in his own mistakes, even when others were against him, he could bring himself back to the right perspective of saying, my soul has been delivered from death. Look, notice what else he says there. In the next phrase, says, mine eye, he's delivered mine eyes from tears. What is this? This is comfort. Aren't you thankful you have a God that comforts you? I, you don't have to go to a beer bottle for comfort. You don't have to go to some illicit drug for comfort. You don't have to go for the, to the vices of this world for comfort. You have a God who comforts you. Now, let me just help you again this morning. He says he's delivered mine eyes from tears. He doesn't tell you that you're never going to shed tears. He doesn't tell you that he's going to keep all heartache away from you. Uh, that, we live in a sin-cursed world. That, that is just part of life. That is part of the reality. But you don't have to keep crying. You don't have to quit in those tears. You don't have to face life having never been comforted. Well, aren't you thankful that we have a God? He's the God of comfort. He goes on and he says, And my feet from falling. Aren't you thankful for the strength that God gives you? David is testifying that when I was in my low times, God helped me. How did he help him? Boy, he, sa he saved his soul from death. How did he help him? He, 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 he delivered his eyes from tears. He gave him comfort, and he delivered his feet from falling. He gives, gives strength. Boy, there's no strength like the strength from the Lord. I don't know how I'm going to keep going, but God gets you through it. What is it? His strength. What a wonderful testimony that David gives. And he says, I have my salvation, I have my comfort, I have my strength in those low times when God, when, when God was with me. Now with that as our introduction. I want to look at the first part of this chapter, and I want to give us a few things that we see concerning that help in low times. How do we access the strength that God has? Anybody, you don't have to respond to the answer to this. Anybody ever been tired? By the looks of you right now, some of you are very tired. Anybody ever been weary? Everybody, anybody ever felt weak? Anybody ever felt like I need to be in a situation, I've got to have an answer? I don't know what the next decision is. You know, God has never been weary. God has never been tired. God has never been stressed. God, 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 God has, knows all things. God is all things. Well, we have, a, we have a God. So how do we get that from God? Have you thought about that? Well, David gives us some insight in the first part of this chapter. And let me say, uh, number one, we see in verses one and two, we see gratitude for answered prayers. I love the Lord because he had heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear unto me. Well, David was grateful for answered prayers. Listen to these words. He hath heard my voice. 
Well, I would think that no matter if this is your first time in the church or you've been in church for a long long time, I would think at least some point in everybody's life we have called out to God. Think about this. The Bible reminds us that he knows his children. The shepherd knows the sheep. And when you cry out to God, he recognizes your voice. Think about that. He knows where the prayer is coming from. Think of the billions of people on this planet. Think of the, 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 the millions who are, who are believers, those that pray to him. And <clears throat> if we could all bow our head in this, this morning and the number of people in here, you and I, as we heard people talk, we, we couldn't recognize every voice. We couldn't distinguish every voice. But to think that, that every prayer that is prayed, when it is prayed, God knows the voice. He hears the voice. The fact that he would hear from us in our frailty and our weakness and our, our sin nature and all the things that we are, the fact there's an almighty God who would even hear us, who would even listen to us. When we live in a day-to-day, when, and you hear so many frustrations, we all voice our frustrations about customer service just isn't what it used to be. And you got to push this button to talk to, to, you talk to a computer, and you say, push this button, and you talk to somebody else, it's just another computer. And then talk to this one and say, well, just customer service isn't what it, what it used to be. People don't, don't seem to care. You have an almighty God who sits on his throne, and everything moves exactly as he has it move. And David reminds us that when we offer a prayer to him, he hears our voice. When you prayed this morning, I trust that you did. He says, oh, that is, and he called your name. Oh, I'm hearing from them. He hears your voice. That a God would hear us, the almighty God would hear us, that ought to be an overwhelming thing. But the fact that when he hears our voice, he recognizes our voice. He knows it's us. Boy, that ought to help you in low times. Often in those low times, we go to every other we go to every other source that we can possibly access or navigate to get our help and strength. But you got an Almighty God that when you when you pray to Him, He hears your voice. He says He hath inclined His ear unto me. Well, these two statements together really give power to what David's saying. He not only hears me, he not only recognizes me, he inclines his he inclined his ear unto me. He listens so that he can respond. Think about that. He listens so that he can act on that request that we've made to him. And David is testifying that. Yes, he has delivered from me from these things. And yes, when I was brought low, he strengthened me. How did he strengthen him? Oh, because he's testifying. We know that God answered his prayer because he's testifying of the fact, hey, I, I love the Lord. He's not saying this is the only reason he loves the Lord, but he's testifying. It's easy to love God because he hears my voice, because he inclined unto my ear. You and I, we take for granted 
We take for granted, no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we rejoice in it, we can never give uh, the, the attention that we ought to uh, because of our human limitations to the fact that we can pray to God and the fact that He does hear us and that He does answer our prayer. Oh, be very quick to go to God in prayer. Be very quick to give God glory for when He does answer your prayer. And by the way, He answers our prayers. Just sometimes He doesn't answer it in the way we want Him to answer it. And that's a whole other message in itself. We get all upset if God didn't answer my prayer. Oh, yeah, he did. He just did it in the way that he, he saw fit. But he gives testimony, gratitude for answered prayers. And we ought to rejoice in the fact that God answers our prayers. Number two, I see this also in verse number two. If he heard me once, he'll hear me again. Well, I like this. Look at verse 2. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Don't raise your hand, but has God ever answered your prayer? Then why are you slow to pray it again? We ought to be, be quick to pray. And this is just a good way for us to live. We, we, we know this this morning. But this morning, this ought to give us confidence. When I'm in a low time, you can look back and say, God's answered my prayer before. He'll answer it again. God's got me through difficult times before. He'll get me through them again. God has heard the prayers and the requests that I've made before. This is a good time for me to pray to Him again, and He will get me through. Well, it's a testimony of God's answers and help in low times. Well, have you ever been in trouble that if you didn't have God intercede, you know what you're going to do? God comes through, not often, not all the time in the way that we think He's going to, but God gets us through. And then that ought to give us confidence. Confidence. Uh, every time you put your faith in God, it's going to give you the strength and confidence you need for the next, for the next time. Well, the reason why a lot of times Christians panic is because it's, it's been a long time since you can point to a time when I prayed and God answered I prayed and God delivered. Or we put our confidence in another area. And David is testifying, yes, how did he save and deliver his soul from death? How did he deliver his eyes from tears? How did he uh, deliver his feet from falling? It was because David was willing to go to God. David was willing to talk to God. David was willing to put it all on God and go to God. And, and he always turned to the Heavenly Father. He always turned to the Almighty God. And what we've, I see is because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Hey, if he had heard me once, he will hear me again. Maybe there's somebody here this morning and... And maybe, you're, maybe your relationship's not what it should be with God. Or, or maybe your confidence has, has dropped and your faith is, is at a low this morning. Let me help you with that and remind you, God heard you before. He'll hear you again. No, in the future, whatever you and I may face in the future, oh, we ought to be laying up <clears throat> places in our life and times in our life when we went to God and we can stop and we can say, God heard my voice. God got me through because it gives us confidence the next time we call on Him. I see number three this morning, also in verse number two, and I'll give you the truth or the statement concerning God's help and how David accessed God's help. Now so far, before I give you number three, so far, we see that 
God responded to David's request. Well, that's, 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 let me say like that's kind of easy for us when we get in trouble. I, I got to call on God. It's sad commentary on our life that we don't think to talk to God until we get in trouble. But aren't you thankful that we are in some sort of trouble we can't call on God? No, okay, I, I, I need God's help, so I'm calling on him. David gives testimony of there's times in my life when I had, I had no other source of help, no other source of strength. No other sort of comfort for me during this time. Man couldn't do it. And, and he speaks a little bit about that later in the chapter. And, but, but God, I can testify that God has delivered me. God has helped me. And he can say because he's helped me in the past, he's going to help me again. I think so far, this is something that you and I can greatly relate to. And we ought to give, have confidence and it ought to encourage us this morning. But the third statement I'm going to give you this morning, I find in verse number two, is when we take it to a whole other level in our Christian life. Therefore, notice the end of verse number two, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Third statement this morning is prayer should be as natural as breathing. Nobody lives longer than they breathe. The day your body stops breathing and my body stops breathing, that's when life on this side of eternity is over. You hadn't thought about breathing until I just mentioned breathing. You don't think about breathing until somebody mentions breathing or you have to run a little too far or back or whatever. You know, it's natural. It's in us. It's what we do. I believe that's what David is saying as long as I live. He wouldn't say, it. oh, just the next time I'm in a crisis. Certainly he could do that. Reminds me of a scripture we all have heard and we know well, pray without ceasing. Praying to our God should be as natural as breathing. Why is it that we don't think about praying many times until we are in the low times of life? Why is it we think when we get those low times of life, the first person I have to go to is somebody other than our Heavenly Father? It should be as natural as breathing. The requests we make should be a natural thing. The giving glory to God should be a natural thing. You know, you, there's, there's friends that you have, there's family that you have that maybe you don't spend a lot, a lot of time with, but every time you talk to them on the phone or every time you see them again, it's just so natural. You just pick up where you left off. You just pick up that next conversation because there's that relationship. It's a very natural thing. You see it often here at church, and, and you're, you finish your conversation at, you know, 1130 at night in the parking lot on Sunday night when some of you finally get done talking, and then you pick it up the next Sunday when you get here, whatever the case may be. But how natural it ought to be for you and I to talk to God. It's a natural thing. Do we take advantage of it, though? It ought to come to us as natural as breathing. See, as I mentioned a while ago, you're not thinking about breathing until somebody mentions breathing. But let me follow that statement with this. The only time we think about prayer should not be when somebody mentions prayer. It should not be, oh, there's a reminder of prayer, there's a message on prayer. 
that is a good thing for Christians to do. That is something that we must have, and, and I want to be reminded of that, and I'm glad for the reminder. We all need the reminders of prayer, but just as you and I don't need to be, to be reminded to breathe, we should not be reminded to pray. You pray throughout your day. Do you pray? Is it a natural thing? You know God is real. God is real. He's a real person for us to talk to. That'll be a natural thing. As long as I live, it should be as natural as breathing. We come to number four, and I may spend a moment here. But as we consider what David has written and reminded us that when we're brought low, he helps us. He delivers us from certain things. He gives us strength. He gives us comfort. But number four is he has accessed prayer. As he's accessed his God, he's used prayer. We see in life's trouble and sorrow, we find his grace and mercy. Look at me at verse number three, and let's read verses three through five again. The sorrows of death come past me, and the pains of hell got a hold of me. And there's a couple of different ways of looking at that verse. One of them is like David is seeing his own mortality. And David is dealing with the fact that he has enemies. He has these things. He's dealing with, you know, in your and my enemy today, they might, they might, they might whisper in somebody's ear. In David's day, they tried to kill him. And he's perhaps... He is speaking of the death of someone else, but it's likely that he's speaking of his own mortality. The sorrows of death come past me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. I read that, and maybe this isn't appropriate this morning, but sometimes I think about some of you should have named your kid trouble and sorrow, because then you could have this your life verse. That's what you're thinking anyway. I found, I found trouble and sorrow. He said, I found trouble and sorrow. You know, you don't have to look very far in this world and this life for trouble and sorrow. It seems like they're looking for you. But that's life. He says, I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Now let me point this out very quickly. He says he found trouble and sorrow. And in verse 4, he does, he's not talking about quitting. He's not talking about being bitter. He said, I found it. And what did he do in verse number four? Then called I upon the name of the Lord. You know why? There's a lot of Christians with a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart because when they find trouble and sorrow, they don't go to the one person who can do something about it. They don't go to the one person who can change it, who can comfort them, who can strengthen them. They go to everybody else or they depend on themselves to take care of it. That's the difference. Everybody's got problems. You do realize that, right? Everybody's got sorrows. Everybody's got troubles. But those who rise above it with the help of the Lord or those who are in those low times, they look to God. Amen. David is not talking about quitting. He says, then call upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. Let me help us this morning. You know what? You don't deserve God's graciousness. 
You don't deserve God's mercy and neither do I. And oftentimes, Christians end up thinking things and acting on things and not realizing that in those low times, just like you take a ship and you take that rudder and you move it just a little bit, at first you don't see much of a change. But the further that ship sails, the more, more off course it gets. Often that's the way it is in the life of a Christian. They hit those low times. Instead of looking to God and receiving His grace and His mercy, they look to themselves to fulfill or to answer the problem, or they get upset and angry and say, why would God allow this to happen? Why wouldn't God... Intercede. Why, why is it that those that do right seem to have the, the most burdens and the most heartaches? And, and friend, that's really, that's life. But yes, God does put us through things sometimes to purge us and to, and, 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 to, and to cleanse us and to use us in a greater way. But most of the things we deal with, it's just what everybody else is dealing with is life. Why didn't God do something different? Or, or why did God allow these things to come into my life? Or why did God allow these circumstances, whether it be job or family or whatever it may be, why did God allow those things? Friend, let me remind you and I very, very carefully and very, very quickly this morning, there's not a soul on this planet that deserves God's mercy, that deserves God's graciousness. I take us back to what I said at the very beginning. If you're saved this morning... Everything on this side of eternity is a bonus. The fact that if you're saved this morning, you'll never spend a moment in a devil's hell. You'll never once give an account in eternity for your own sins. Anything above that. We got to praise God for our salvation this morning. Matter of fact, Christians just need to be excited about being saved again. Well, I'm saved, but still, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and, and I just don't think God was fair in this situation. Did you hear what I just said? You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. Your sins have been forgiven. Anything above that, it just goes beyond the mercy and the grace of God. David, got to give it to David. You understand why he's a man after God's own heart. Because in the difficulty he experienced in his life, and even in his own failures, he was quick to stop and say, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. He was quick to stop and do business with God. Uh, his life started as that shepherd boy and those psalms and those hymns of praise as he fulfilled his responsibility uh, just guarding some sheep. And as God would use his life, David is an example of the fact that every time he, got in, he found trouble and sorrow because he went to God, he found that gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. God is gracious to us beyond what you and I will ever understand. Even in low times, God keeps us from things that we'll never understand that He keeps us from. But I believe that there are many times in the life of a Christian that we don't find the grace that we could have to get through. Say, so why does somebody get through something different than somebody? Why does God seem to... You know, a lot of it depends on who we go to access for, for grace. You know God has enough grace for all of us? 
in David, when he found trouble and he found sorrow, he found grace and he found mercy. There's a progression here in verses 3 through 5. In verse number 3, we see the situation, as we've already looked at. He found trouble and he found sorrow. In verse number 4, we see the action. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And in verse number 5, we see the answer, the result. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. Let me ask you a question that you don't have to answer out loud. Is God a respecter of persons? No, he's not. God loves all his children the same. God wants to, 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 wants to, to, to do for all of his children. <clears throat> but let me tell you what we all have in common. We all find trouble and sorrow. You say, well, I haven't found trouble and sorrow. Hold on. It'll find you. That's part of life. We have a God who is beyond what we need to help us in that time. Your problem, my problem, your low time, my low time is not stressing God. It's not going to overload God. We have a God in heaven, as we've already seen, that when His children pray to Him, He hears their voice and He recognizes it. He inclines His ear. It's like the father who the child is saying something and can't quite, and he leans down and says, whisper in my ear, talk right in my ear so I can hear you. That is the God we have in heaven who when his children pray, he inclines his ear so that he can answer their requests, so that he can give them what they need. We have a God who wants to do for us. Now here's the truth that I think will help us this morning. It can be life-changing for somebody today. We see the situation in verse number 3. I found trouble and sorrow. We all find trouble and sorrow. And in verse number 5, we see the answer, the result of having a good and a gracious God. Gracious is the Lord, our God is merciful. He then goes on in verse number 6, our text verse, to testify, I was brought low, but he helped me. How did he help me? By his grace, by his mercy. David knew he didn't deserve the graciousness of God. He knew he didn't under, deserve the mercy of God. But he testifies that I received it. Now, we, have a, we all find trouble and sorrow. We all, find, we all know that God is gracious and merciful beyond what we deserve. And why do some Christians live with it and some Christians don't? It's all about verse 4. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. You want God's grace? You want God's mercy? Just call on Him. I'm glad that I have people that I can call on. But God is the one that we all must call on. Who's the first person you call when you have trouble? It should be God. And as we continue to walk the path that God has for us and the days of life that God has for us, I want to remind you it's not a one-time call on God that you need to do. Well, I called on him back here. No, on a daily basis. Talking to God ought to be like breathing. 
God, I'm feeling weak today. You ought to be talking to God about that. I need an answer. I need direction. I need strength. You know, sometimes we hit those low times because we just get in a grind of life and it wears us down. You know who you ought to be talking to about that? God. I believe this in my whole heart. There's probably somebody in this room this morning that there is victory that you're not experiencing in your life. It's because when you found trouble and sorrow, you haven't called out to God like you should call out to God. You can't depend on yourself. I'm just, I, I, I believe, I have strength. Everybody's got little limits. And I know this about God. God will put us through things to show us just how inadequate we are for the situation. What are we going to do? We're going to leave here in just a few moments, and when we go out, there might be somebody in this building that when you leave, trouble and sorrow is waiting for you. It would be a good time for all of us this morning to evaluate our relationship with God. Do you know Him? Do you have access to Him because of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? How's your fellowship with God? Are you talking to Him as you should? And I, I think a lot of times in our Christian life, we don't call upon God as we see in the context of this passage because we depend too much on ourselves, That's a dangerous place to be. We don't call on God because we get to get in our place. So I just, I, I'm just upset about what, what God has allowed. Well, go talk to him about it. He'll give you the peace you need. Well, if you find trouble and sorrow, if you want the answer from God, you want the help from God, you've got to go to him in prayer. Well, it's never a pleasant time and a low time. But God is helping those low times. And all of us have them, and they all come in different forms and fashion. You know what? I, I've, I've lived more than 48 years now. You know what I've discovered? I know I look good for 48, but, you know, I'm still am 48. You know what I've discovered? God don't let you schedule those low times. This is the worst time for a valley. Well, it's the best time to call on God. And you can have victory. You've got to call on God. Well, if you have your Bible open this morning, look with me again at verse number one. I love the Lord. Well, I, I love God. I, I hashtagged it on my social media. I love the Lord. You know why he could say that? Because David called on the Lord. David spent time in prayer with God. David is testifying. This is not the only reason he could say, I love the Lord. It's very easy for him to give testimony. Oh, he hears my voice. It feels like nobody in this world understands. I can tell you there's somebody who will hear your voice. It's the one that matters. 
It's your heavenly Father. Have you found trouble and sorrow? God's grace and God's mercy is available. Boy, if and certainly one of the challenges I have as a pastor and one of the privileges I have as a pastor is to comfort those who are hurting in times and, and give encouragement to those who are struggling, dealing with certain circumstances in life. And if I could go down to Walmart and buy some grace, I'd have it stocked. If I could buy some mercy and have it at just, just at, at hand to whenever somebody needs some grace or somebody needs some mercy, say, hey, they just stocked up. I don't know why I picked Walmart. That's the other place. That wouldn't be there. But you get what I'm saying. There is a God who is unlimited supply of grace and mercy. I'm wondering this morning, what Christian needs to come to the altar and lay down some bitterness that has been planted and rooted? And the simple reason is, is because when life got that low time, they didn't turn to God. They didn't go to Him. I wonder this morning, what Christian is at the point say, I just, I just don't think I can go on. You don't find that in David. He was just a better man. Oh, no, 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 no. David was a man who depended on God. I'm thankful that in my weak moments, I can stop and say, I know he's heard me before. He'll hear me again. There may be somebody in here, you've got a doctor's appointment this week, and you don't know what the results are going to be. You're waiting on, you'll hear some news, and you don't know, what, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Can I tell you this morning that every time you find trouble and sorrow, if you'll go to God, he'll give you the grace, he'll give you the mercy that you need. David said, I was low, but I had help. He saved his soul. He gave him comfort in times of tears. He gave him strength to continue on. No wonder David started this psalm with, I love the Lord. You need to call on God today for salvation. That's the first thing you need to do in your relationship with God. Is make sure that you're saved on your way to heaven. Are you discouraged this morning? If you'll talk to God, you'll get encouraged. But you've got to empty yourself and depend on Him and, and, and trust Him. My faith is low. Talk to God. He'll give you the strength you need. Father, use your word this morning.